Hey! I almost forgot to mention that my prediction for the end of the show had a name. Wackerly of Warcraft, the Apodcalypse. Thanks. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? I'm making soup. Soup. If I leave, if you're talking and I just don't respond, it's because I'm checking my soup. What kind of soup are you making here? It's like chicken soup. <laughs> You're, you're making your own chicken soup from scratch? Is that why you're... It's not chicken noodle soup. Obviously, that I would just buy. It's like a chicken... It's like a Mexican chicken soup with ham. There's also ham in it. I don't know why I don't call it ham soup. Is this oh, like uh, one of your own recipes, or is this something you got from Paula Dean? Rick Bayless. Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking follow Paula Dean, that racist cunt. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know what she calls her chicken soup. Probably something oh my like, god! Oh my god! A fat redneck lady from the south is racist. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? So it? I'm so surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised actually. You're not making minestrone soup, Wackerly, oh, yeah. in honor of uh, one of the, the greatest Gandalf, actors, the one of my favorite television actors who just passed away this past week. Yeah, he certainly was. James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano. He played mob boss Tony Soprano. For in like the, nine years or something. Nine years in The Sopranos. That's yeah, a bummer, hey, man. He's a great. I'll never get another one like him. It's I like it when there's like a f- cool fat guy who's like a good actor. Like Philip Seymour Hoffman and James Gandolfini. There's other fatties like uh, Chris Farley. He's kind of he's a fat. He's dead. He's dead. He's also dead. Uh, John, John Goodman. Goodman sure. John Goodman. Wait, okay, we, we've, we've three live ones. Well, two live ones now. Yeah, think of all the dicks who are like in fucking cross training every day. Oh, with my trainer, Tom Cruise. Fuck, fuck you, James Gandolfini. Though was just a big <laughs> James guy. Gandolfini never went to cross training. He was a big guy. That guy, yeah. you know, I was, scary. Yeah, I mean he he fit the role perfectly. You know, I was talking to somebody. If you were if you were in an alley, and some you know nefarious guy is approaching you and he looks like tom cruise you're gonna fuck off get out of here but if it's james and you know tom cruise who's supposed to be this the action hero who's always beating the shit out of everybody but if you're in an alley a dark alley and some guy that looks like james gandolfini's approaching you now you're shitting your pants okay well let's say this let's say you owe a hundred bucks to somebody, and if a guy looks like Louis C.K. is like, hey, man, you got to give me that 100 bucks, all right? Come on. Or James Gandolfini shows up, it's like, 100 bucks? You're going to you pay Louis, But Louis C.K. is also a big, fat guy. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying, two big, fat guys. Two fat guys. Oh. Which one would you be If one is, like, ginger by? and bald. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know. yeah, I'd be more intimidated by the Gandolfini. So I was talking to somebody the other day about The Sopranos and... The Sopranos, when that show was on, I, did, I didn't really watch that much television back then. 
anyway, but I just, I never got into it. I just never, I don't know, I just never really watched. I watched a couple here and there, but I never watched it in order. And I think it was like two years ago. I just, uh, you know, got all the DVDs and just watched the whole thing through. An incredible series, and I, t- I completely recommend it to anybody. But do you think The Sopranos, the best television series of all time? Because that's what people argument about, like argue about. Like I got in this argument with this guy the other day who um, was just like, The Sopranos is the best television series of all time. And I was like, well, you know, it's a great series. But there's also other good series like The Wire, for example. Mm. Um, yeah, I would have to say it's in between... But it always comes down to those two shows. Those two shows. It's The Wire or The Sopranos. And people argue vehemently about which one they like. And I have personal shows that I like, but I realize that other people aren't going to. I mean, I think that like Deadwood is incredible, well, but I, I, I that's realize what I brought that up. other. Some, I brought up Deadwood. People, certain people aren't going to be into Deadwood. Because well, it's more for, of a period piece. And there's the it's hard it's kind of imp, it can be impenetrable with the weird language and the long speeches, but as far as broad appeal and just like an incredible show that will last throughout the ages, yeah, The Wire and uh, The Sopranos. And I have to say that the I love The Wire, but it has the so, sort of social commentary thing going on a lot, which can sometimes become tedious. And I think The Sopranos is probably more of a pure, like entertaining entertainment value thing that's going to last a long time. But there were episodes, especially well, there were seasons, the, there were seasons that that were lacking. But it, I'd say all the in fucking all, fucking dreaming and shit. Oh, when he went to like, uh, didn't he go on like an acid trip? Like Tony took and to went to Vegas and took acid with some stripper, and then like had this like, you know, like Homer Simpson esque acid trip in the desert of uh, Nevada. Do you remember I that? I seem to remember that. Oh, know. it was so bad. I, I couldn't even watch it. I couldn't even, even watch the whole episode. Even with those shitty episodes, like, you know, the beginning is great and the ending is great. But that guy, that guy lived, he, I mean, he lived a full life. He was only 51 years old. So he died on Thursday. <laughs> a full short life. Well, he was only 51. But I mean, he lived a, a, a you know, a very full life. I got to say, that guy, that guy, he lived hard. From what I've, from what I've heard from people, people that knew him. Or uh, things I've been reading about, I'm like, that guy was a partier. That guy, like, for example, I was reading some article in the New York, uh, I think it was the New York Post, and said that um, one of their sources said, I can confirm he's been known to blow lines and drink like an Irish sailor on weekend leave. <laughs> That's a Don't great blow way. blow them, you're supposed to suck them up. Now people say It's a rookie lines. mistake. Ah, <laughs> when you go down for the line and you blow out and the cocaine <laughs> goes everywhere and the guy you just gave it to is like... What the fuck, man? I thought you said you'd done this before. <laughs> I want to die when people saying, you know, he used to curse, you know, and drink like an Irish sailor on weekend leave. That's just great. He loved his drugs. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the one thing I remember about D. Simon. He's just do, doing drugs all the time. He used to blow lines like a South American drug kingpin. <laughs> Guy who likes drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I mean, that's just a great way to do it. Like, when you just know. you're like. To, I wonder if, like, in his off time when he wasn't playing Tony Soprano, when he was just James Gandolfini walking the streets of Brooklyn, he had to have been wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Well, the Tommy Bahama shirt. All right. That's, that still works. If you're, you've got to be a party guy. Well, to be the Tommy Bahama is like the quintessential expensive fat guy Hawaiian shirt. The, okay. Because it's not. It's, it's not you don't the, know about the Tommy Bahama? Isn't that what he usually wears? It's just a button-down shirt that kind of looks like it's a uh, like a '50s style sort in of in the uh, show or or in his personal life. 
he wore it in his personal life. It's a button-down, like, short sleeve shirt, right? right? Yeah. No, if you're a fat guy and you're prone to being sweaty and hot <laughs> and you're hanging out in Mediterranean climates or maybe even Hawaii and, and, you've got, and you're a man of means, you get a Tommy Bahama shirt. But I mean, what because, it, because those describe shirts cost, like, those, it. Describe it. You know, it's like it's a Hawaiian. What the fuck? It's a Hawaiian shirt. What are you talking about? But it's, but it's not, expensive. It's like silk or something. But it doesn't it's, have the got floral very patterns. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they're floral, but sometimes it's some other kind of like pattern, repeated surf scene or something. They're expensive. The shirt's like one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, because well, I'm not talking about the Target brand Hawaiian shirt. No, the Tommy Bahama yeah. one. It's ex- and the and that's the thing is it looks just like you're a schlub in a fucking Hawaiian shirt, but you can go into a really fan- fancy restaurant and say, and if you know the the Mater D or whatever the fuck he's called, like turns up his nose at you, you cannot come in here with those peasant clothes. And you're like, this is fucking Tommy Bahama. Bahama. This thing costs two hundred dollars. <laughs> so fuck right off and lead me to the fucking bar. <laughs> And once he got to a, that bar, yeah. you know what he was a fan of? And this kind of surprised me because I always booze? pictured – Well, no, I pictured him – like I'm saying what kind of booze. I pictured like scotch, a good scotch, whiskey. According to the, uh, the, the New York Post here, uh, Gandolfini was in Italy, in like Rome, for a film festival with his son, his 13-year-old son. And uh, they ate dinner at some cafe, and uh, here's what he ordered. Gandolfini had four shots of rum – Two oh, pina coladas and really? two beers at Why dinner with his kid. Weird, non-Italian type drinks. He would order a pina colada and get two extra shots of rum with it. Oh. I'm not um, saying it's not something I would enjoy. I'm just saying you think you're drinking like wine and uh, fine scotch. Well, what Whiskey. are the Italian apper? You know, they they have like the the aperitifs, like uh, Fernet. I don't know what the fucking aperitif is. Um. He, his his dinner here though two orders of fried king prawns and a large portion of foie gras. Maybe it's the foie gras that killed him. It's not good know. for you. But his son had Shrimp a sip. Like, they weren't really, sharing. Right? They weren't sharing. Like this was all James Gandolfini's meal. No report on what the son was eating. Probably just spaghetti. Although you know, my dad used to order pina coladas. My dad was a fan of the the girl drinks. He would order mm-hmm. a pina colada, but then Big he would straw. he would give it to us though, because when we were kids, like he would let us like have a few sips of the pina colada. It's so, a good gateway booze. <laughs> it tastes like a Slurpee. Yeah, it tastes good. I I loved it when I was a kid, and it gave you a little <laughs> bit of a buzz, and you get to be cool because it's you're drinking it out of a coconut. Yeah. It's you not know? that cool, though. Now that you're an adult. <laughs> well, as an adult, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the tiki drinks either. We should... The next time I'm in L.A., and not for Big Jerry's bachelor party, but the next other time, we should just see how many bars we can go to that aren't tiki bars and get get them to make us a pina colada. It'd just be like, that's all I drink? No, just I go just... and be like, can we have pina coladas? And if they're like, ugh. Okay, and then they break out the dirty old blender that they never use, or we get kicked out, and they're like, "Get the fuck out!" And we're like, "Okay, we we'll right. go to the next bar." Let's get. Uh, I think we could probably make it to like ten. Let's get Tommy Bahama shirts, and let's go. They're expensive though. Can we just go to Target and get the cheap <laughs> knockoffs? It'll be dark, and we're not going to go to nice bars, so it'll be dark. They can't tell. I'm going to get all like Gilbert Godfrey, like, "What do you mean you don't have any pina coladas?" I'll drag you out as you're yelling. <laughs> like, you motherfucker! You call this a bar? I'll just get really mad and like start screaming at him. We should um, have somebody film it. Yeah. Girl drink two girl drink drunks. The podcasters. 
Yeah, two podcasting girl drink drunks. Yeah. I can see this. This could be a series. We could go to like old guy bars, hipster bars, uh, sports bars. They'll probably make it as sports. Bars. And you got to be like this. You got to be like, so what are your special? Oh, okay, so there's a happy hour special going on. Oh, this what do you have on tap? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll have a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> You're at the frolic room where Bukowski used to hang out. <laughs> right. That's just going to, you know, that's going to instigate a fight. Hmm. <laughs> what do I, what do you have, sir? Hmm, I don't know. Maybe a pina colada? <laughs> Get out! All right, goodbye. What what kind of scotch do you have? Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, in whiskey? Yeah. No, I'll take a pina colada. I, I think, yeah, I think it's got to be the delivery. What kind of pina coladas do you have? <laughs> the pina type? <laughs> I'll take a little extra colada in mine. Yeah, this he is always asks be... for the extra colada. I'll look at the bartender knowingly, like he this guy does this, this guy every time. Every time, if there's not an umbrella in the drink, are you going to drink it? Or are you just going to dash it to the floor? No, no, that's too much. If they make it, I will drink it. If they put it in a, a beer mug with a handle, I'm going to drink it. I'll just be appreciative, even if they don't blend it. If they have to like smash the ice up with their hand and like scoop it into the glass, I will. If they make an attempt, I will drink it. Because we're going to go to bars that homeless people drink at, so it's going to be right. yeah. These are going to be divey. You're going to have a dive bar pina colada, yeah, and I'm so. going to pay these bartenders. What like I know I'm being an ass, so I'm going to be like, I'll, I'll pay you. I'll like give you a ten dollar tip if you make me one. <laughs> I won't tell them that up front though, because that'll ruin the joke. You imagine the hangover on that? So much sugar. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. It's, it's for it's comedy. It's worth it, though. It's for comedy. You got to suffer for your art, you know? <laughs> I so hate I all this booze. I want to, you know, here's a, uh, let's tip our glasses here for uh, James Gandolfini. Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah, he was He should have played Gandalf. That would have been great, right? He could have played like the Italian version. Yeah. I think that would the work. The Ita- Italian Gandalf. But speaking of uh, actors... And mobsters, actors and mobsters. Uh, I read today that uh, uh, Robert Duvall, who's one of your favorite actors, um, was a uh, spectator at the Whitey Bulger trial going on right now in Boston. Oh, yes. Whitey Bulger. I find him very interesting, this Whitey Bulger. It's fascinating. We were talking about this before the show started, but I think one of the main reasons Robert Duvall was there is probably he's doing research because they have to do a biopic. There's got to be a biopic coming out about Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger is like a black hole of information. Like you start, you're like, who's this Whitey Bulger guy? And then you start looking into it. And the more you look into it, you're like, the more you're just like, this guy is the craziest fucking life ever. He first came to my attention 15 15 years ago. Not because I'm some prescient dude. But uh, he was a known fugitive back then. He, he's part of he's an Irish mafia, but he's American born Irish. So that confused me for a while. But I was going to UMass, the University of Massachusetts. And this guy's a he was on the top 10 FBI most wanted list. But I was going to University of Massachusetts and his brother was the president of the university that I was going to. That's so all, this, all the news would come out. And they'd be like, "Yeah, trying to find Whitey Bulger." Oh, by the way, his brother is the president of the university that you go to. It, it, How does it, that happen? It, it blows my mind. Like it blows my. I mean, but you got to think about this too. So Whitey Bulger, um, you know, he was a, a notorious mobster 
uh, ordered a lot of killings. I think he's confessed did to 19. Did a lot of killings. Did a lot of killings. But he was on the lam for 16 years. And I think when mobsters, you know, mobsters or criminals go on the lam like this, you sever all family ties. Like, I'm, I'm sure his brother had no idea. Probably hadn't spoken to him in years. The FBI, uh, you know, started a task. This, he was literally, he was after Osama bin Laden. He was next on the FBI's most wanted list. There's a $2 million bounty, uh, bounty on his head that the FBI, if you captured or, or gave them enough information that they could easily go get him, they would have paid you $2 million. It's, it's, it, that blows my mind that nobody was like $2 million bucks. Like Dog the Bounty Hunter wasn't like, I'm going to go after this. Well, this is what the FBI task force said is they were like, this is not some kid who's easy to find who's making stupid mistakes like going to his grandma's house to you know pick up 20 bucks like he knew what he was doing and he just knew that like i have to sever all ties i'm not talking to anybody i used to know i'm not talking to any of my ex-girlfriends any of my family i'm just going to santa monica and i'm gonna chill out and do my own shit yeah he was caught in santa monica wasn't wasn't didn't somebody i mean it's it's incredible too that you had this tax task force that's devoted to finding whitey bolter and they they you know are so tenacious that they're doing it for 16 years I'm like sure it built up years. over, you know, it, it was probably a task force of one guy and then it slowly grew to be like, you know, there was, like, was like a bunch of FBI dudes. A U.S. Marshal was on the team and it was called the Bulger Fugitive Task Force, I believe. I got a Bulger Fugitive Task Force. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I get talk that at to the me strip sexy club. during the cast. <laughs> I get that at the strip club every now and then. Um, but anyway, how did they catch him? Like who uh, did, did he slip up? Oh, shit. It's got to say <laughs> that in that the Wikipedia part. article. It does, but I, I was reading it. I mean, there's so much it's information. It's voluminous. It's huge. First, it's first like of all, pages you asked me before, like, how, how does a guy go on the lamb and, and survive for that long? 16 Whitey years. Bulger, he actually won the Massachusetts State Lottery in 1991 because he owned this liquor store and they sold the winning ticket. And this the Wikipedia page doesn't say this, but it's pretty clear that him and his crew went and, like, beat the fuck out of this guy and took the ticket and won $14 million. <laughs> So he, I mean, so I guess if you had four million, four million dollars, you could right. You split it. You split four. You could start a new life easily. To, I'm surprised yeah. he went to Santa Monica. Why not like Alaska Why? or something? Santa Monica is beautiful. Santa Monica is beautiful, but I mean, it's it's still like you know, it's a well known city. You're in Los Angeles. People are going to find you. Like people, you know, people assume you're living in a major city. Like why? Why not just go to like some buttfuck Alaska, like Fairbanks, Alaska? So you were just asking me two things. You just asked me how he got caught, and I was saying how the more that you read the Wikipedia page, the more that your your brain is just explodes. So here's how he got caught. Authorities received a tip from a woman in Iceland that he was living in Santa Monica, California, in an apartment near the beach. Random. How did that, how'd that happen? How did how did she know? Was he like shagging her or something? Nobody knows. I don't just know. Just an anonymous tip. This dude has such a charmed, crazy life that we can't talk about every little thing. But it, I don't think – I mean it's not clear for me just skimming well, this. let me give a how synopsis. How some woman in Iceland knows, knew that he was there, but that's what happened. So, so Whitey Bulger to people that, that don't know about it right now. So right now he's on trial. Like he was, uh, he was caught after 16 years on the lam uh, living with a woman, like his wife. Like they're just living in Santa Monica. Common law wife. Common law wife. Um, and so he's, he's uh, charged with playing a role in 19 murders during the 70s and 80s, while alleg- allegedly he was the boss of the mostly Irish-American Winter Hill Gang. He's pled not guilty. His lawyers say that he made millions through drugs, gambling, and loan sharking, 
But they say his former associates have fabricated or exaggerated his role in the killings to get reduced sentences for their own crimes. So it seems like a lot of people are rolling on him. But I've heard that uh, Whitey Bulger was, was known as like the Robin Hood of uh, well, organized yeah. crime. So you, d- you just said – all the things you said were what a, the prosecution is saying. But his supporters say that he was a uh, Robin Hood-style social bandit and like – you know, where the prosecutor's saying he's making all this money off of drugs and bookmaking. What he was really doing, according to his supporters, was running an extortion racket on drug king vans and on illegal gambling operations. So, you know, protection money. Like, hey, pay me a hundred bucks a week and I won't bust your face, <laughs> you know? See, uh, but you're saying the people that he was murdering were criminals themselves. That's what his supporters say. I'm sure that he's like <laughs> that's Dexter. Not the complete truth. Right. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I mean, so right now, during this trial that's going on, that Robert Duvall was there. Um, Robert well, Duvall is clearly going to play this guy. He'd be perfect. As as the old man, and they'll have to get another actor to play him, like, in the past, right? Well, you know, the, I was reading that Ben Affleck, uh, obviously, any movie that has to do with Boston or Massachusetts, Ben Affleck yes. has to direct it. But right. Affleck and Damon God. are working on a, a biopic. So I bet you Matt Damon will play the young Whitey Bulger. Robert no, Duvall. He's too baby faced. I don't know. Robert Duvall's going to play the uh the senior Whitey Bulger. Like Robert Duvall's a hard ass motherfucker. You know what? Uh, you see there's pictures of Whitey Bulger from like the nineteen sixties. He doesn't look like he looks like a scary dude. He doesn't look like fucking Matt Damon. Yeah, but they could they can do wonders with makeup. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're right. Um you know what? Uh, Robert Duvall was in the Godfather one and part two. Played Tom He's Hagen, great. the lawyer yeah. to the and advisor to the Corleone family. The non-Italian um, uh, confidant. Yeah, he was he was great in that. Um, I, th- I think he'd be great playing uh, Whitey Bulger. I'm sure that's why. Uh, he has Robert Duvall ever been shitty in a movie? And I'll answer that for you. No, he is not. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. I, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. <laughs> but so anyway, uh, so he's watching this trial. So right now, they're 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 bringing out all these relatives of victims who are testifying against Whitey Bulger. They're even bringing out uh, former associates. Like, uh, didn't they have, um, what's his name, Flemmy, the rifleman? Flemmy was his buddy. It was his buddy. Uh, John- I don't understand how this Ir- or Italian Flemmy guy got in with the Irish mafia. Maybe he wasn't good enough for the actual Italian Cosa Nostra, and he got busted down to the scrub league of the, of the Irish mafia. Well, they say John Martirano, too, who is another hitman. Uh, he worked... With um with Bulger and he another committed Irish, many or another Italian guy. So they're right now they're talking about this guy uh, Donald Milano, um or Michael Milano who's the who was gunned down by um, um who was mistakenly gunned down by Martirano when because Bulger ordered a hit on a guy uh, on a guy named Al Indian Al Notarangeli. He's the leader of a rival <laughs> group. That was the, all Italian dudes. This is what happens: is the Irish guys. Can't tell the difference between all these Italian names. He's like, yeah, but uh, a little boy guy. Yeah, but look at him. They all look the same. Yeah, you know that guy. You know that guy. The, the, you mean the guy with the short heads. fingers? <laughs> no, the guy with the uh, the fat neck. <laughs> I like him because I've just we've seen so many Italian mafia movies when we're talking like we're Irish mafia dudes. They talk like Italian mafia guys. They talk like wise guys. I do love how it's because our brains are fucking stupid. I love how wise guys, though, like in all these mob movies, they always name themselves based on physical characteristics. Like, oh, there's Jimmy Four Fingers because he's missing two fingers or missing a finger. We we call him Jimmy Four Fingers. How many fingers does a normal person have? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. He's missing two fingers. That's why we call him 
Jimmy four fingers. <laughs> Two fingers off each hand. That might work, right? Yeah. I'm a little bit deformed, blankly. Um, but no, uh, you know, you Jimmy the Lobster Boy, because he was born with that genetic defect where he has lobster hands. He's not a very good uh, hitman because he can't even hold a gun. Tommy Clough Palette over there. <laughs> What about Johnny Shits' pants? <laughs> He's always got shit in his pants because he fucking never got toilet trained, that guy. Billy Blinker. Blinking all the time. This guy's blinking his eyes like a motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I wonder if uh, do the the Irish mobsters, do they do that? Or they or do they, you know, name their, their associates based on how much they drink or what it is that they drink? <laughs> well, I mean the guy we're talking about was called Whitey. Right. So, like, yeah, but aren't they he's all the white? most white Irish guy? All fucking Irish guys are white. But aren't they all white? So I mean, there must be How like white was he? Whitey one, Whitey two. Yeah. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, mm-hmm. so they mistakenly shot this guy, uh, Michael Milano, and uh, so right now his family is testifying at uh, Bulger's racketeering trial, and uh, there's uh, there are many other victims that are also expected to testify. But this woman said she was a passenger in the car. And apparently this Martirano and Bulger pulled up and just unloaded like over 100 bullets into the side of this vehicle. Um, she, she made Real. it out all right, but apparently the guy in the back seat's a quadriplegic. And Michael Milano, 30-year-old bartender who was mistakenly uh, identified as this mobster guy, was murdered. Well, that's fucked up. He's just a bartender just trying to bring joy to people. On a date with this drinks. chick and her, uh, her brother. You know, and then, this guy uh, go on a date with a chick and her brother? Or the maybe they're home. driving the brother somebody somewhere or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's all family over there. They're going to drop you off at the arcade. Then it's Italians. It's all family. But yeah, like Whitey Bolger, I mean, how many? 19 murders. And some of them well, were they think he did Well, they think he did 40, but there's 19 that they think they can pin on him. It's but a I lot mean, of murdering. Was he, but was he the mob boss? You know, he came up through the ranks. So how long, how long, did, like, where did he get his start? I mean, he was an Irish-American They say guy. that he started in 1971 with the... Uh, He's a bookmaker and a loan shark with the Killeen Gang, which is the Irish mob in South Boston, the dominant Irish mob in South Boston. And in 1971, the Killeen Gang got into a war with the Mullen Gang, which was another Irish uh, mafia group. And there was a gangland war in uh, South Boston with a string of killings. And they, they think that that's his first murder was this guy, Paulie McGonigal. <laughs> <laughs> How Irish can you get? And, uh, yeah, he, he killed him. So all these guys that were associates, though, of uh, Bulger here are now flipping on him. And they're all <laughs> Everybody's selling flipping. them out. But did Bulger do was, that, too? Was he, wasn't he an informant? Well, well, the one guy justified it because nobody wants to be a rat, right? It's the worst thing, especially if you're an old-timer in the Irish or Italian mafia. And the one guy justified ratting Whitey out. He said the only reason he was doing that because he was so sad when he found out that Whitey was talking to the FBI. <laughs> you yeah, know, old people just justify everything they do with these weird ideas. Well, th- that's this guy that we're talking about, Martirano. Who's this, he's a 72-year-old father of five. And uh, he's like recounting yeah. without emotion all these details about, uh, about these murders that they, they committed during this trial right now. Uncensored testimony. It's great. He's describing like 20 killings without emotion. But he implicated Bulger in 11 of the killings when he began cooperating with authorities after Bulger and Flemmy were exposed as informants in 98. So who, who has any honor? Who has any integrity? Well, Whitey claims that he was getting the better of the FBI. Like 
he was using them more than they were using him. So it wasn't really informing because it was more of him like manipulating them. That's, that's his claim. Hmm. But I, you know, these, I mean, these, like, these, like you said, this guy's 72. Yeah. This guy, Martirano is 72. And Whitey was born in 1929. What does that make him? He's like, gotta be in his eighties. 70, some 83 or something like that. 84. Yeah. He's 83 I mean, you years know, old. You know, old people just love to talk. <laughs> so even though they're on trial, don't you think they get up in the, in the, witness box or whatever the fuck you call it and they just actually love it like somebody asks them questions and they get to tell stories forever just picture yeah, but they probably enjoy the shit yeah they enjoy the shit out of it oh let me spin a yarn here oh and you, you were saying he was like unemo- like unemotionally you know he's just like and then we drove there got some gas then we went to the warehouse and picked up a shotgun and then we drove and got a donut and then we had to park on the side of the road and wait for the guys to get out of the bus. You know what I mean? Like just going on and on with that old, a boring old person story that goes nowhere until it actually does go somewhere because you're like, then we fucking shot him in the head. You're like, holy shit. I just wonder what this guy did on a day-to-day basis. I mean, he was living in Santa Monica. Probably had a few million dollars. You mean he was on the run. On the run. But he got that 91 few million dollars he's living on the lamb did, did he wear a disguise like you know yeah what? ball cap sunglasses i mean how did, he didn't have a job obviously so i mean what would you do i mean that's independently you know like fuck you money also you're you don't want to be seen by anybody that recognizes you i would that's why i'd move to like fairbanks alaska and just like become a bartender or open up a restaurant or something because Alaska, well, you can't open up a restaurant. Okay, or maybe I, I won't do something like that. But maybe I just go there and be a fisherman. I don't know. Um, but fucking Fairbanks, Alaska sucks. It sucks. There's like but one bar that's shit. You live In there. Santa for... Monica. There's tons of dive bars. You can just sort of go in during the day, watch some sports. It's have too a risky. Beers. It's too risky. There's too many people. That's I mean, the true. chances of one person recognizing you, you know, is too. But high. at the same time. There's so many people that it might be easier to sort of blend in the crowd where in Fairbanks, Alaska, there's like 10 people that all know each other. Yeah, but Alaska is one of those countries that uh, – or not countries. One of those, Alaska is one of those states. Regions. Where people will go to reinvent their lives. You know, yeah. and, and start, there are a so lot there's of all these people there. moving there from time to time that obviously probably have some kind of sordid history. Yeah. And they're starting there, over. There's a lot of people who aren't on the lam. But just they, you know, they can't live in their hometown because they raped somebody and they went to jail. <laughs> they did get let out and they did their time, but like nobody's going to give them a job in their hometown. So the, yeah, you moved to Alaska, and, and you're nobody there for asks a few you years. Yeah, nobody I don't think I think people just accept seeing these new faces in town. I just think Santa Monica would just be too risky for me. But at some point, I will have to move to Alaska. Probably you too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we keep doing this podcast, I imagine eventually right. we're we going to piss off will. the wrong people. We're going to be taken to court. Every, all of our associates and friends are going to find out that we're huge dicks. Because we've been talking shit about them for the past seven years. Right, and we're going to be ostracized, and that's when we moved to Alaska. You know, one more point on Whitey Bulger, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more details coming out. And it's a fascinating trial. It's going to make a, a wonderful movie. I think it's going to be a great movie. And uh, Of course it is. You know, did you see the last movie uh, Ben Affleck did? Was it called The Town? Yes. It was good. The bank bank robbery. The bank robbery movie. That was good. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed you know? it. I, I, I enjoy never, a good at, well, that's not the last movie he did was the, this like, Iranian fugitive, thing but that was a good movie too. It was all right. It was I all liked right. the town better. Yeah. I liked the town. I thought the town was more entertaining, but you know, he's kind of, uh, maturing as a director. I bet you he would do a good job with this Whitey Bulger story, but over the next, you know, 
you know, several months, there's going to be a lot more details coming out about what this guy did. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but the I last... have faith in Affleck, but I, I hope he doesn't put himself in it. Yeah, I kind of he hope needs he... to get over that shit. I think uh, Duvall is a good choice, though. But uh, the the last thing that I want to mention about Whitey Bulger, which is funny, is uh, we were talking about this before. Didn't he always wear the same outfit? Yeah, yeah. Somebody claims that even in the even in the trial now, he always shows up in sort of these like he's like a proto hip. Like the hipsters didn't even know he existed, but he was just doing this long before that. He wears like tight black jeans and uh, <laughs> like a plain t shirt, which is tucked into the jeans with a belt. It's a good and, look. And uh, the reporter that I read this from, he he's been claims that he's been dressing like this like since, you know, the eighties. He just Does got he stuck in a sort of fashion. No, no, it's just tight t shirt. Uh, I guess he's pretty physically fit for an eighty three year old guy. So he wears a pair of nut huggers and a t shirt tucked into the nut huggers. Is this what he wears he sort to of trial? Grips his guns. Wait, why well, didn't catch that? Is this what he wears to court? Like the, to his yeah, trial? yeah, they, they, they say that this is what he wears to I guess you can wear whatever the fuck you want to court. <laughs> when you're a young person and you're up on some type of murder charge, that you know your lawyer always makes you wear a suit and cut your hair. But you know when you're 83, you're just like, this is what I'm wearing. This is what I always wear. Fuck off. Yeah, Because exactly. your lawyer is like 20 years younger than you. You're like, you little upstart piece of shit. I'll wear what I want. <laughs> you wear – I'm paying you to wear the suit, you fuck face. Uh, people, this is episode 386 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, you know the way the show works. Wackley and I discuss the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Uh, you can send in your stories, sickandwrongpodcast.com, submit them via Twitter, Facebook. And if we give you credit for the story, um, and we, we do your story here on the show, I will send you personally, personally from D. Simon, I'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, you got to right. claim it, though. They can get your DNA off the, the where you licked on the sticky part of the envelope. <laughs> I, I don't like it actually. Actually, it's a, it's another it's another uh, liquid that comes from me. Oh, even better. <laughs> anyway, we got some good stories here for this week. Uh, before before that, here's a word from our sponsor, Adamandeve.com. Hey kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah. Then go to AdamandEve.com and make a purchase using coupon code Diddle. You'll get fifty percent off your first item. Three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story we got here was sent uh, via Facebook from uh, Kevin. Kevin writes, D, you should be careful when you give the finger to the homeless. We need to talk about Kevin. Kevin? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you see that movie? It was good. Well, we need to talk about Kevin? Whenever somebody mentions a Kevin, I always say, we need to talk about Kevin. And they're like, oh, do you know Kevin? What, what movie? What, you don't like him? What movie it's called We from? Need to Talk About Kevin. Wait, <laughs> the, the movie's psychopath? called We Need to Talk About Kevin? Yeah. And what was what was Kevin? You didn't oh, see Kevin, it. Wait, Kevin Tilda was the Swin kid. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I actually never Tilda saw. Was, not, was, uh, John C. Riley. He was a little psychopath, though. The, her son, yeah, right? It's a very disturbing movie. And I heard the I hear the book is even more disturbing. We need to talk about Kevin. Whenever anybody says Kevin, or like, oh, oh you, wh what were you just doing? Oh, I went out with my friend Kevin. You'd be like, look, we need to talk about Kevin. Because they don't think you know Kevin, and then they get all concerned. Like, wait, you know Kevin, and what's wrong with him? 
and nobody saw that movie. So then you're like, oh, the movie. And they're like, huh? <laughs> this, is the, this is the wackerly <laughs> method of being a social idiot on a day-to-day basis, but having fun with it. So moving on. Is, it, is, it, is this what you say to chicks at the bar? Like when they Often, mention, yeah, like, I have a friend yeah. named Kevin. Oh, hi, what's going on? What's your name? Oh, I'm Sally. Oh, I'm Lance. What's up? Uh, come here often? No. What are you doing tonight? Oh, well, we're at my friend's birthday. Uh, my friend Kevin's birthday was tonight, and then we just can't. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> 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 it doesn't work, and they leave, but I still laugh. Which I'm, is all I'm, sure, I'm sure, like, maybe one time out of 20, you might get to, like, grab a titty. Hap- hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, maybe I should do it, like, five more times, because I've probably done it 15 times. I'll do it five more. It is kind of a psychotic name, though, Kevin. Calvin's also another one. Calvin, anything like that. Just the names. You're going to get so much email now from Calvin and Hobbes fans. But I think the reason uh, Kevin's sending this story to me and saying I should be careful is because uh, a horrific scene happened in uh, the heart of Hollywood. There was a stabbing. Within walking distance of your domicile. I usually tend to avoid that area. Like... um, an AIDS-ridden prostitute. I, I, de- I don't go anywhere near there because it's very. Yeah, but annoying. you were just mentioning that's where like the Frolic Room is, and Frolic Room Two, and Bordner's, and several other fine drinking. Yeah, but this, the Frolic Room, and there's a couple other bars that go over. They're kind of like Coanga in Hollywood. But if you start going like four more blocks to Hollywood and Highland, it becomes exponentially more touristy. There's tourists everywhere. Wax Museum is there. Yeah. Ripley's and, Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just, it's annoying. It's, it's worse driving through that area. Like, I, I go out of my way to, like, Santa Monica Boulevard just to avoid the Hollywood and Highland area because it's really well, everybody's bad. Everybody's rubbernecking. Well, everyone's rubbernecking. If there's an event, you're fucked. There's no way you're going to be, you're just going to be stuck on Hollywood for hours. Yeah, like it's it's just a very annoying area of town, and yes, I, I I live within walking distance of it. It is two metro stops away, though. Um, hey, when you have to drive, you can just pop out of the subway, pop out of the subway, then go into a subway and get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a listener was in town, uh, Richard. He was here from uh, I think he lives near Devon in England, like on the on the coast. But he was in town on Friday, and we went drinking in Hollywood, and we went right to the heart of Hollywood, right where this happened. Um, Hollywood and Highland and went to, remember that bar, the powerhouse? Vaguely. You might recall, this is one of the best Wackerly stories. And I was regaling this oh, and no. this story to uh, <laughs> Richard. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go on too, too much of a tangent here, but it was great. You might recall the first time, I think it was the first time both of us were ever here in Los Angeles. And we were visiting our old college roomies. Yes, remember, remember this? Time. I don't remember the story though. Um, we were visiting our college roomies. This is like 1998, probably. Yeah, mostly. And uh, anyway, uh, one of our friends, uh, one of our roommates had to work, and he had a girlfriend that was just a total twat. Like, she was terrible. Maybe because we were- I will back up that statement. But but maybe we were assholes, too, because she hated us. But anyway, they were like, my my friend was like, hey, you know, I got to work. You guys can't stay in the house. She hates you, so you need to leave. So we're like, but it's early. It's like 1030 in the morning, and we're like, and it's St. Patrick's Day. And so we're like, what do we do? And he's like, that little gem. Yeah. He's like, you just go, just go drink. And so he drops us off on Hollywood Boulevard and we just got hammered. We did. We drank at least, I mean, all day, just drinking green beer, just from bar to bar. And at one point we're walking up Hollywood and Highland where where this happened. um, And uh, to this bar called the powerhouse, which sounds like a gay bar, but it's not. It's a dive bar. And there's this homeless lady screaming and attacking people. 
walking towards us. And I was motioning. I was like, like you know, wackily, check this chick out. This is funny. And I don't know. You're too drunk. You didn't notice her or something. And so as soon as we got nearer, <laughs> I was just a kid from the you know from the country. I was looking at everything else that was interesting. Yeah, because there's a lot to look at. You just missed this crazy homeless lady that was like, I think right. she had like her tits hanging out and she was like screaming at people. And so when, yeah. when she got near us, I shoulder checked you like a hockey player and you fell right on top of her. And then she was trying to like claw your eyes out and like was screaming and then chasing you down the street. And I remember I pissed myself laughing. And then I think you punched <laughs> was- me in the face afterwards. I don't think I punched you in the face. You were pissed. You were not. You, I mean, well, you were not yes. very happy. Now that I look back <laughs> on it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I mean, we were going to another bar. So how you know how angry could I stay with like, oh, but another bar that makes me happy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was really funny. I mean, it was just I don't know why you didn't notice her because she was screaming like just running. This up is a broad daylight, by the way. People might imagine because we're talking about being really drunk. And it was like noon. Bar, that it was night, like or one p.m. It might have been two p.m., but it was in broad daylight. I remember that being one of those situations where we'd actually drank so much that we, even at that age, which we were probably twenty four, twenty three, yeah. We recognize that, like, we need somebody to come get us because we're too drunk. <laughs> I we might have been out of money. <laughs> I, I think we're out of money. I don't even remember where we ended up. I mean, we, we must have been to, like, 10 bars. I don't want to go on a tangent, and I will make it very short and sweet, but I remember one thing that happened after that is we went to a gas station, and you went to piss, and there was a guy <laughs> washing his balls in the toilet. <laughs> so you saw a homeless man's balls. Memories. I'm sick and wrong. <laughs> no, I actually... I went, you had to get a key to go to the bathroom and I opened up the door to this, you, this yeah. bathroom, like open up the door and there's this like black guy with his foot in the toilet, just like soaping himself up with his fucking balls, just like all soapy and huge, just hanging there. And I'm standing there in the doorway and he just looks at me he's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I was like, Your nothing, balls, nothing. <laughs> and I just went and peed behind a dumpster. I know. <laughs> it was all green Green piss Which is probably what out. I told you to do before you, you went and got the key. I was probably just like, just piss over there. Yeah. So I was happy. And it was a fun time. It was a fun time. But the, the point of the story, there's a lot going on at this intersection of Hollywood and Highland. So if you ever come here, you, it's, it, as a tourist, it's unavoidable because this is kind of like, you know, the Walk of Fame and all the, the tourist attractions of Hollywood. Like Jimmy Kimmel does his show right there. That's, That's where people's handprints are. Yeah. The, and um, then all the stars. Groman's the Chinese and Theater. And, and so during in that, in that area, you get a lot of these homeless guys that dress up as – these guys actually aren't homeless. But uh, the guys dress up as like uh, Darth Vader, Stormtroopers. There's a Superman guy. There, there used Living to be, statues. Yeah. Well, they, they hang out. They mill about. And you, you get a photo with them and you pay them. And so because they're That's in these whole racket, well, because they're in these elaborate costumes, you know, whatever, if you're going to go down there and get a photo with Darth Vader and some stormtroopers or get a photo with Iron Man, this guy's got an Iron Man suit. Why not give him a couple bucks or five? Yeah, they're bucks? not out there for their health. You know, it's like whatever. It's not, if they're not paid by the city to like promote tourism in L.A., like give the guy a dollar. He's out there busting his hump with this fucking hot Iron Man suit. Yeah, on. all day. And he's wearing this. He's getting, so give him a few bucks. You know, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's customary. That's how the system works. So, th- so that's what they do. If you br- bring on a camera, you know they'll get upset. They'll get irritated. They're busking. You, they're busking. People from, people but from they're not England playing music. Understand and from UK or will understand. But but busking isn't just about music. It's about this. Cause this is exactly what busking is. Well, you isn't busking? Doesn't it usually involve like somebody playing a song? 
usually, but it's sometimes people tell jokes or they do, you know, they're doing little, a little tumbling, dance or whatever. something. Yeah. Right. So, so these guys are working. This is their job. But then there's other homeless people who have taken advantage of this, this area. And of so, the system. Uh, well, they, they come up. They're, they're not even wearing outfits. They're just asshole gutter punks that come in there. And uh, they're usually probably in the age, you know, early 20s, heroin addicts. They just definitely they, heroin addicts, and, and and they sit there and they just look like uh, little punks, and they'll have a sign. They could go home. Their parents, are, you know, are independently wealthy, and they could go home, but then they'd have to abide by my fucking dad's rules. He's a cock. Yeah, exactly, it's this type, and so they have these, you know, signs like that are, you know, these snarky signs that say like, you know, we'll work for or. Uh, Put a kid through college or something, or yeah. you know, fuck you, give me beer, or show your tits, and you know, and, that, and that's the thing—they have these uh, these offensive signs that are kind of funny to somebody who has no experience with homeless assholes or gutter punks. It's kind of amusing. I've always hated these guys. I hate these guys worse than homeless people, regular homeless people. Yeah, these aren't regular homeless people because no. as soon as they are hungry and they run out of drugs or they're done with it. Like I said, then they just go back to their home in, you know, Riverside and, and you know, live or on their Orange County. Yeah. Uh, hospitality. But, but, but because what they can do is they can, they can make a few bucks just living on Hollywood Boulevard. I would right. be upset if I was the guy in the Iron Man suit and these guys are taking some of my money. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm surprised Iron Man and Batman and Superman don't get together and beat the shit out of these, like, <laughs> Give them the superhero guys. beat down of their lives. They deserve it. So what happened here, uh, this is on uh, uh, Wednesday night, a woman was stabbed to death at the intersection of Hollywood and Highland, right in the bustling tourist center of Hollywood. Her name is Christine, Christina Calderon, 23, of Linwood, California. She died in surgery just a few hours after being attacked by panhandlers. And so she was with a guy, actually. She was with a a dude. They they decided to go drinking in uh, Hollywood. And... uh, they happen upon these two guys, and, and I'm going to post this picture to our page. But these are, you know, classic, uh, classic uh, gutter punks that hang out on Haight Street in Berkeley or uh, or on Hollywood Boulevard here. And these two guys had signs, and they're panhandling um, in that area. One of the signs read, "Fuck you, give me a dollar, please." That was his um, snarky sign. Yes, got it. And uh, uh, I guess uh, one of uh, you know they, they thought it was funny. They took a picture of the guy holding the sign. And the guy was like, give me money. You know, you owe me money for this. And they, and they told this couple here, Calderon and her, and her male companion, told the pan- panhandlers to fuck off. Yeah. Which is kind of asking for it, really. I mean, you took a picture of them. It's, eh. but it's, I it's, understand. They're violating the system. But at the same time, the person who's making money off of having their picture taken needs to recognize the inherent... Uh, you know, the chance of somebody just being like, fuck just you, just taking a picture of you and being like, fuck you, I'm leaving. This is not, you know, this is not selling stocks through a brokerage where it's all very uh, regulated and controlled. You know, you're on the street and once in, and you people take your picture and they pay you money, but once in a while you get a picture taken and you don't make money. That's yeah, but it's tacitly acknowledged this is what you do in that area. You, you take a picture of somebody, they say, give me a buck. For taking the picture, I would have just been like, "Here, you know, here's a dollar. I think you're funny. Would you pose right. for this Facebook you're normal, photo?" You're a normal person, not looking for trouble. Well, that's why I think this girl and her companion had some kind of street, you know, ghetto aspect to themselves. Like, I think they had, 
I think they had some kind of an element of gangsta going on here, <laughs> chola or something. Okay, I, that's what I think because there's some there's some attitude going on here. Who tells not the guy? Fault is what you're saying. Who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who tells the guy? So these punk, these gutter punks are holding a sign that says "fuck you, give me a dollar, please." She takes a picture, and the dudes are like, "Hey, well, give us a buck," and she's like, "Fuck off." I can see saying "fuck off," but then walk away quickly. Well, and I take it that this woman didn't walk away quickly. They did not walk away quickly enough. And as they began to cross the street, the men attacked, and a third man appeared and got in the girl's face, and they wrestled her into the into right into the street of Hollywood Boulevard. It's always then, great when a man is wrestling a woman in public. One of the other guys was like, let's go, fuck it. And I, I guess uh, his, uh, her companion pulled, managed to pull the third guy that was like attacking her off of her. And he picked her up and he carried her to the elevator by the metro station over there because it's right next to the Highland train station. Yes. And uh, right away he noticed she was covered in blood. He pulled up her shirt. Oh, and she'd he saw, already been stabbed. Well, she was, he saw a seven-inch gash across her ribs. Um, Brutal. Then he called 911. Uh, the Metro police arrived. They took her immediately to the hospital and, uh, he got taken down. There's a the... hospital right close to there, right? Within blocks, maybe. Well, there's, uh, it says here they took Over her to on, Cedar like, Sinai. Over uh, Vermont or something. Oh, they took her to like the a Cedar major Sinai. trauma center. Um, he said, I think that's where the emergency room is, but he, I guess, uh, the, the cops took him down to the station and, uh, they had him tell a story several times and then they, once they had him tell it the third time, this is his, he's recounting this. He alley. knew she was dead. Uh, no, they, and then they were like, well, by the way, uh, yeah, she died. So like after Damn. he'd been detained, he wanted to go see her at the hospital. But, but he um, couldn't because they yeah. was fucking talking to the screws. They informed him that she had died at the hospital. Uh, he found out that the two men were arrested later that evening, and then they got the third one the next day. So these guys... Well, they have found... They've got all the guys in custody now. Yeah, the suspects in the case have been Dustin, Dustin Kinney, who's 27 years old, and another guy who's 33. Dustin! Another guy who's 34. What's the other? Do they have the other guys' names? Jason Woolstone, thirty-three, and Brian Widows, thirty-four. These are are there? Is anything we said about them being from like rich families in fucking San Bernardino? That has not, not been corroborated. Dustin, Jason, and what's the other guy's name? Dustin, Jason, and Brian. Oh, with a Y, right? Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, you, um, you, you went to high school with them. You're like, whatever happened to Dustin, Jason, and Brian? Those guys were always hanging out together. They're so cool. I don't know, man. I think they got into drugs and they just hang out in Hollywood now and stab women. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. assholes. Assholes. Seriously, like I wish the dude wearing the Batman outfit would just beat the fuck out of these guys. Because really, they're they're taking money away from them and yeah. they're insulting the people. Like if you don't give them money, they usually insult you. They yell racial epithets. They insult your yeah. They insult your your physical characteristics. They're assholes. So if <laughs> yeah, you, I know, I can't. I don't even want to think about what they'd say to me. But if you think about it, it it's like if you're a guy there and you're, you're busking, you're wearing your Superman outfit, you've been out there you're all busking, day. You're busking. You're doing a good job of work. And, and those right. dudes, those dudes are friendly. You know, they're 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 commingling with the tourists. Yeah, they're, 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 they're engaging. Children, children love to talk to Iron Man. I mean, they're there for the, the family And they're aspect. taking photos. And, and that's what they, like, during the day, it's all kids. And so then, then you got these asshole punk rock Fucking guys. junkies. They're like, I drew, punks, I drew a big really. fucking cock on my car, piece of cardboard. And then they're money. swearing at your kids and like, you know, making fun of retarded people. It's like they're assholes. So really, they do deserve to get beaten. But 
All in all, I mean, where, yeah. Where's Kurt Russell when you need him, right? All in all, if you're going to go down there and take a photo of one of these people, you think it's funny, like you, you got to get that photo of this gutter punk with a sign for your Instagram, just give exactly. him a fucking dollar. Or run away quickly. <laughs> I, I would just be like, here's a buck. Who cares? You know, yeah. I don't know. If you've got but, a cell phone that takes pictures, you probably have an extra dollar. Yeah, That's really exactly. the ultimate. I think that's the lesson learned. What do you have here for the second story, Roger? says, hey, R-Swipes, not long been listening to your podcast. Think you guys are hilarious, but at the same time, incredibly moronic in your knowledge of anything based outside of the United of the States. Fair enough. Wait, wait, wait. He was saying we're incredibly moronic in anything based outside we're, we're of the hilarious, States. We're hilarious, but we don't know anything about anything outside of the States. Just probably You know, true. Guy, this is a total act, actually. Me and Wackerly know a lot about um, other countries. I actually majored in um, Middle Eastern Studies. And I have a PhD in African uh, knowledge. <laughs> in my free time, I like to draw maps of the world. I'm a frequent contributor to the uh, Wikipedia page about Iceland. Mm, I don't know if you knew that about me. Yeah. See? I go by Iceland Tard 939. <laughs> Our knowledge is very well rounded. Bjork fan 238. That's me. Um, That's and, my and- secret identity. And guy, lest you forget, who grew up in fucking Africa, all right? That's right. D grew up in Africa and Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. I've ridden on an ostrich, raced an ostrich before. Okay, Wackerly? <laughs> Come on, baby, ride the ostrich. <laughs> That's what we used to ride to school. That was D. Simon as uh, Elvis Jim riding Morrison. an ostrich? No, no, Jim Morrison, oh. not Elvis. <laughs> he never rode ostriches. No, maybe he rode the snake. He rode the snake. Well, he maybe when he was on one of those LSD trips. <laughs> Light surgery. I never did acid. And Are you going to let me get through this or okay, not? Okay, whatever. All right. Just, I'm, just, I'm, take, I'm just taking a little uh, offense here to this guy and his claims. It's a little offensive. He says, I mean, seriously, how hard it is? How hard is Google to use, fucktards? Well, what podcast do you have that's great? Yeah. Thought this story might fit in with your podcast. Hope I get a t-shirt or something. Oh, really? <laughs> for, a good, for a story? Yeah, y- right. y- you, call, you, you, you call us out for being morons. Then you call us fucktards. And now you want us to give you a t-shirt. If he pays like 25 bucks, he can get a t-shirt. Keep it sick. The wrong part you seem to keep covered on a regular basis. All the best. Your number, I don't know. Like 90 fan? That's high enough to look like I care and low enough to mean I don't give a shit, right? I don't. Uh, he's mm. rating us, I guess, out of a It's cryptic. This is from Carl. Carl. Get in the fucking house, Carl. <laughs> That's all I have to say to you. We got to uh, talk about This story happens Carl. in Solihull. Solihull? Solihull? Solihull. An Who old listener that uh, had enor- enormous tits. She was really cute. Named Hannah was from Solihull. Solihull. I remember Hannah. Whatever happened to her? I think she got a boyfriend who doesn't care about podcasts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we used to talk on Facebook all the time, but then she, she just dropped out the face here because I think she got a boyfriend. Oh, that happened so many times. It's the bane of being a podcaster. We're always we're always in conflict with the boyfriends. Right. I know. Yeah. West Midlands Police said they were contacted by a caller 
to uh, 999, which is the British version of 911. This dude, dude called 999, and he uh, the caller said that he wished to report uh, somebody for breaching the Sale of Goods Act. <laughs> is that like the some caller- kind of like esoteric English law? The Sale of Goods Act. You know, I think it's like a Consumer Protection Act. We have that in the United States, right? It's the same thing. It's yeah, like, but why not call it Consumer sh- Protection Act? Because they have their own names for things. <laughs> I mean, is, is, is that what be they different? Yeah, but is that what they call it at Hogwarts or something? Yeah. Yeah. If you get a bad wand, <laughs> <laughs> or my, you get put in the wrong house by this fucking sorting hat. <laughs> my owl has water on the brain. I must return him. Water on the brain is hilarious. I don't even know what it is, but it's so funny. It is funny. Is that like being a faz baby? Sort Your of. Mom drank too much alcohol? <laughs> a chav baby? <laughs> There's never been a sober chav mom. So a chav it, baby, yeah. faz baby is the same thing. So what, the what call, happened? The call, came in, the call came in at 1930 BST, which I assume is 730 British Standard Time in the evening. He called into 999 and he said he wished to report somebody for breaching the Sales of Goods Act. Sale of Goods Act. Officers have now sent the man a letter warning him about wasting police time because the call was about a prostitute that he thought was a minger. <laughs> you might need to explain that word to the American audience. <laughs> it's like ugly. Like, like I wouldn't even fucking fuck you if I was paying for it. I love that term. Or I wouldn't fuck you if I wasn't paying for it. How about that? I mean, in, in the States, what's, what's like a a similar term we use? Like a... Coyote ugly? Synonym that we would use. No, we'd say like butt ugly. That chick was butt. Yeah. I just love the way they say it in the UK. Like, she's a manga. A real manga. You know, like they say people were hit with the ugly stick, but like you climbed the tree and when you're falling down, you hit every branch. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually something my dad would say. I wonder where minger comes from. I don't even know what it means. Minge in the UK is is vagina. It's pussy. Yeah, it's that's pussy. why I don't understand why. And the first person, somebody emailed us and said, though, this person's a minger, but we were reading it because it was an email. A we minger. Like, oh, she's a minger. But then the person called in and said, it's minger. It's minger, mate, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we were corrected based on that. But I don't understand the, I would love to know minger. the origin yeah. of uh, the word minger. Is it some type of rhyming slang? Probably not. It's yeah, just I one don't word. know. The guy claimed that uh, the caller claimed that he'd met this woman in a hotel car park, <laughs> which is where you meet nice women. Hotel car, hotel parking lot. The caller claimed this a is lot a quote. Lizard. This is a quote. Quote for yeah, sort of. An English. Although that's lot not lizard. a hotel. That's more. That's like a roadside rest area. Nobody's calling in about a lot lizard that's not hot enough, right? I mean, that would be just ridiculous. I, I just wonder, okay, I mean, I guess these are these are English birds we're talking about here, so there's a whole level, different scale the West of Midlands. hotness. But not I mean, the north or the west. Yeah, but if you're horny enough to solicit the services of a working girl, does it really matter that her fate, like that her teeth aren't straight, that, you know, maybe she's got a I like zits? women with fucked up teeth. But I'm just saying, it's like, my, I guess my scale or, or my attractiveness scale is going to be different when it comes to when I'm paying for it. I mean, I guess if I, if 
when I'm paying for it, when I'm hiring an escort from escort service, yeah, I want to check that looks really hot. But when I'm you're getting it, take her out to dinner and shit. But you're just like in a, in your hotel room with a raging, throbbing heart on. But and you're you're going to a parking lot and picking up some random streetwalker. I don't understand. I think this is misdirection though because he says that he was talking to her over the phone and asking her how hot she was and then she came and she wasn't hot so oh, i think this okay, whole so thing where he's saying that he met her in the car park he's trying to throw the police off the trail that he's illegally soliciting the services of a prostitute but let's keep going with your okay. story though you have a raging heart on you're in your hotel room you find a phone number you call the woman you ask her are you hot are you really hot because i'm gonna pay you a hundred quid 50 quid she comes over like, how ugly does she have to be? First of all, that you're going to turn her away. And then second of all, that you're going to call the police. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's like, very ugly. She must have been just absolutely hideous. Because like, if I already have a big raging boner and I've gotten over the anxiety of like calling a hooker and answering the door, I'm just going to be like, whatever, just get in here and sit on my cock or give me a blowjob. I, I really don't care what you look like at this point. Do you have a vagina? Do you, Sandra <laughs> you don't Bernhard. actually have ball. Sandra Bernhard. Yeah, I, I actually find Sandra Bernhardt strangely attractive, kind of. Anyways. Okay, what about the chick who shit in the sink in Bridesmaids? Of course, Yeah, of course. The fat one that shit in the sink? I don't give a shit that Jesus she's Jesus Christ, Wackley. She's got a cute face. You, mean uh, you, gotta get, you gotta be pulling up some deformities if you think that I'm going to like turn it down. Janine Garofalo. Uh, <laughs> personality. <laughs> now, now we're talking about personality. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like Mrs. Drysdale. <laughs> like, shit. You know what I picture? I picture the hooker shows up and she looks like Andy Dick. <laughs> and then you're just like, all right. Yeah. Then, I, can't I mean, if there. I think she has a cock, yeah. Or if she does have a cock, then I'll probably be like, eh. And I still would tip her. I'd be like, no thanks, but here's 30 bucks. Mushroom tip. I mean, who's. Okay. Because I obviously, you have these higher tastes, so I'm not going to do the same thing to you, but. Who is the ugliest chick that you wouldn't turn away? That's probably very hard to think of. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I'm trying to think of who I just... You can't do that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyways, the caller claimed that the woman had made out that she was better looking than she actually was on the phone, and he wished to report her for breaching the Sale of Goods Act. <laughs> goods being her pussy. You know you know what's funny? This reminds me, like, before... Right after I... Uh, I uh, left the strip club, left, got fired. Um, after I got fired and I was you unemployed. Were, when you retired from strip yeah, club Yeah, when I retired DJ. from being a strip club How's DJ. your pension I, doing from that? I got a job, remember, at the East Bay Express and the SF Weekly doing, uh, designing the hooker ads, which right. they run in the back of the paper. Sure. And so we would get these pictures either emailed to us or sometimes the pimps would show up and give us a CD. And, right, because uh, they, they don't have email. <laughs> yeah, they would roll up and they're like, you know, SUVs with spinning rims. They come, came in just reeking of just weed, just really good, like potent marijuana. And it's then hard out there for a pimp. They give us this uh, CD, and you'd be like, wow, this chick is smoking. You know, this girl's super hot. But occasionally... In the photos on the CD. Yeah, and then so you'd take... I would take the photos, and sometimes they'd ask us, like, you know, can you airbrush out the cigarette burns on her skin? Which I, I could do. I'm good at Photoshop. But... Uh, <laughs> but occasionally they would. You're, show- good at, you're good at finding imperfections in a photo of a woman and blurring them out. Well, these, the the cigarette burns and the cigar burns on her thighs. <laughs> what but- about all the cellulite? I can get rid of that too. No, no, some dudes like that. Leave the cellulite in. But what was funny is, so in the picture, you're like, "Wow, this girl's amazing looking." 
But occasionally, the pimps would bring, like, you know, two hookers with them. And these right. were the hookers that were in the photographs. And they, you'd look at them and be like, you got to be kidding me. That's what you look like in real life? And I'd look at him, and it was just like, wow. Like, I would be really, really upset if I was looking in the back of this paper, and I'm like, wow, this girl's really hot. I'm horny. And I called her up, and you showed up. Because you look nothing like your picture. But you're a retard if that's the case. Because well, that's what I'm saying. No- this guy is an idiot. Yeah, any person that has any brains in their head realizes when you're looking in the back of the, you know, the alternative weekly – that the girl doesn't look this good, or else why would she be hooking? And why would she be, like, dirty hook? Like, not, like, high-class escort hooking, like, dirty hooking advertising her services in the back in the of a back free... of an alt-weekly. Alt-weekly. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's why, I mean... So you I gotta d- do that thing where you're looking at her and, like, okay, I know she doesn't look like this, but how much worse could she look, and can I still deal with that? But this guy, this guy was going in even blinder than that. I mean, he He's didn't just even asking have a picture. her on the phone, like, "Are you hot?" <laughs> yeah, so what, I'm what hot. do you look like? I look really hot. I got big titties. <laughs> really? How big are they? They're pretty big. Are you Is a your manga? Face, are you are you pretty? <laughs> oh, I'm so pretty, baby. I could just imagine. What do you look like? He's, you know, this guy's probably drank like seven wife beaters. He's just wasted. They're, they're from the West, though. So like that guy from, uh, I can't remember his name. The guy who was in Black Books, not Dylan Moran, the other dude. He explains that people in the West, they talk like they're from the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> How old was this guy? It doesn't say, or else I didn't highlight it. But so, I'm so assuming he's like 30 to 40. Seems did like an he idiot. pay her? What no, happened? No. Well, hang on. Let me read it. Maybe it doesn't. Okay. I, I don't know what they read or not, but let's read. Let's read together, children. <laughs> on the phone call, he said, I've arranged a meeting with her. But beforehand, I, I don't know. I'm not even doing the accent. But beforehand, I've asked her for an honest description. Otherwise, when I get there, I'm not going to use her services. So I guess he went to her. Basically, she has misdescribed herself, misrepresented herself totally. She was angry because obviously she thinks I owe her a living or something. It was unbelievable. This is the cop saying he generally believed he had done nothing wrong and the women shouldn't have been investigated by police for mis- or he, he thought that the woman should have been mis- investigated by the police for misrepresentation. <laughs> misrepresentation. <laughs> I told him that she'd not committed any offenses and that it was his action in soliciting for sex that were in fact illegal. I wish she I was think... a, I wish she was a bit more descriptive like with the 999 call. She looks like what Margaret exactly? Thatcher. <laughs> You know, what like, she did, he something. didn't pay her, but what she did is she took his car keys, ran away from the car, and threw the car keys back at him. And I guess he couldn't find the keys because it was dark out. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the approach in England though, because in the United States uh, they tend to like bust the whores. You know, these girls are fucking young and dumb, and they don't know what the fuck is going on. But the cops They've are trying to constantly hauling these prostitutes yeah. into into jail or just being manipulated by pimps. But in uh, England, apparently, from this call, the cops are telling this guy that, you know, she hasn't committed any offense. It's you who's going out trying to fucking find girls to pay for sex. They're busting the John. Right. Which is what you should do. Or, as other people think, uh, I actually don't agree with this, this whole, like, don't criminalize sex work. If it, if it's in a, if, if the whores are all adults, if they're, like, 28 and older... <laughs> Which I guess adult is 18, but if, if the whores are all 28 and older, then I'm all for it. Like, yeah, if she wants to sell her pussy, who is it for me to say? Where is it for me to say? 
Well, I, but I do think though, so. So many of these young girls that get manipulated into being whores, well, but that's because and later it's, in it's life illegal. they regret it. It's illegal, and they can't. They can't. They can't work on for themselves. Like you go to Amsterdam, these girls like get a license from the state. They work. It's a. It's a job. It's like being a stripper. Whereas, like in this country, because prostitution is illegal, then you get this pimp that manipulates these young girls and controls okay. them, and uh, takes all their money and, and pimping, exploits them. Pimping should be illegal. <laughs> But whoring should be legal. Is that our position? I, I think prostitution should be legal. Someone wants to go get but laid at a brothel. pimping should be illegal. Pimping like should be illegal because that's human trafficking. Olds. Well, yeah. that's human trafficking. And that's the thing, though. English people that come to this country thinking you could do some shit like this. Like, people that call, like, in the back of those alt-weeklies and call one of those ads, right. when the girl does show up and she's a complete minger, like, she looks hideous, nothing like the photo, you have to pay her. Because if you don't, you're going to get the shit beat out of you by There's your a big pimp dude in the car. Waiting in the car. Like, that's <laughs> how it works gonna, in the U.S. Like, in the U.K., end well. in the U.K., she'll show up by herself and maybe throw right. your car keys into the Shire. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in, in the U.S., she's with a right big, next to the one ring. Well, she's with a big, huge black guy named, you know, Tyrell or Clarence, and he's going to beat the fuck out of you unless you pay him. That's just kind of You are going to pay here. either way, so you might as well yeah. fuck her. <laughs> you might like as Sandra well get, Bernhardt. Or at least get a blowjob or something, you know. So what do the what police do? job, hand job. Uh, Scotland Yard. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, I don't, he's, he's going to go to trial or something. I, there's, it didn't say the outcome in this article. I wonder if, like, in the UK, when you fuck with 999, they take that really seriously. But you oh, can no, go, no, actually, actually you can murder or stab somebody, and they're like, oh, okay, you, no crumpets for you. What do we always say about England where they're just too, ta- too lenient Slap on Slap on the wrist, yeah. They sent him a letter warning him about his actions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. I don't Ooh. understand the UK. No, seriously, dude. They, they have the London fucking, what, the Tower of London with all these, like... Torture chambers. Yeah, torture chambers and execution <laughs> devices. Powers. But yet you can, like, rape a kid and you get, like, oh, two months in the prison for you. Right. And you have to go to the dirty prostitutes and tying up the emergency line, and they send you a letter. A letter, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Do you think is it is it? Do you think this is why Jack the Ripper killed so many hookers? Because he thought that they're going to be really hot, and when they showed up, he's like, "God damn it, another (laughs) manga!" and just cuts them up, you know, disembowels them. I think he was. uh, What do they call that? Where you're, you know, you're super religious and don't don't tolerate. Vice. What is that word? Oh, you think he's uh, he's like a Puritan? Puritanical. That's what he is. I think that was. Uh, they know they never caught him. Yeah, they never did. He many, could still be many walking theories among us. about. Jack he could still Ripper. be walking among us. He'd be four hundred years old or whatever, but <laughs> he might still be out there. That guy. Well, I guess in the UK you can solicit a prostitute and uh, get a letter. <laughs> so. I mean, is that why not? Just everybody should go solicit prostitutes. Fuck it, you're gonna get a letter. It remind me of a good time when I got a good whore. <laughs> I guess if he would have succeeded, maybe the you know the punishment would have. This been story would have been so much better if he was more descriptive about like what she looked like when she showed up. Well, use yeah. your imagination. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to. Good. Anyway, people, send your stories. Stick around. Podcast at hotmail dot com. Oh, actually, we do have some phone calls to get to. Uh, you can call the Sick or Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Uh, before we get to our phone calls, and we got some emails, if we have time, uh, here's a word from our second sponsor, audible.com. 
Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So, Wacker, we did get some phone calls here. 206-666-3846 is the sicker on hotline number. Um, we did get a number of good phone calls, but I'm only going to play one phone call this week. Just one. This is a long phone call. Like we, when, it's a special? Well, when we ask, yeah, it's a special. When we ask for phone calls, we always want people to keep them under three minutes. This one's over three minutes. That's why we're only playing one, but it's worth it. It's got to be one of the most disturbing phone calls We've received the Singer Wrong Hotline a long time, and I don't want to build it up because the call. It's like, it's like I, I hate long movies. Like any any movie, extensively over ninety minutes, I just immediately think sucks. But if it's like Martin Scorsese and he's doing a gangster pick, like I'll sit there for two and a half hours for sure. Well, this might be if it's Stanley Kubrick. You know, I'll sit there for three hours and watch it. This might be. What if it's Tim Burton? No, I won't even sit there for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a if a commercial for Burger King comes on, it was directed by Tim Burton. I'm turning the TV off. I think this phone call was directed by Robert Maplethorpe. But uh, here, I don't want to say anything else. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm a guy from Russia. Привет, привет. Uh, I have a little story for you. Uh, I can't tell it to anyone else because uh, now I'm surrounded by different people and uh, I th- but I think you wouldn't judge me and uh, most importantly I don't give a we fuck. We will judge you. <laughs> um, but He doesn't give a fuck but we are totally going to judge you there guy. <laughs> I, I think he understands that he just under- also understands that it doesn't matter if we judge him. Yeah because we're sort of meaningless and we just live right. in your iPod and so who gives a fuck what we think but still um, there will be some judging going on just a forewarning so that's my story. <clears throat> a couple months ago, I moved to St. Petersburg. It's a huge city. And he's a St. Petersburg? I think so. He's Russian, so St. Petersburg. Yes. Uh, it's full of some kind of possibilities, and uh, I'm quite curious guy. And uh, Quite curious? Uh, one day I decided uh, maybe I should uh, try feasting, you know. And, uh, you know, sometimes like I'll, I'll be like, cause I usually wear black all the time. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what? Today I'm going to wear a white shirt. Well, let me try to wear a white shirt around, you know, just to, out in public. Well, just to change it up. Like, you know, I'm going to wear a white shirt today. I've never once been like, I want to try fisting. <laughs> you just wake up and think, like, <laughs> today's the day. I'm curious. Why not? What are you going to do today? Oh, I don't have any plans. So it's a, it's wide open. How about fisting? <laughs> I'm going to go try and fist somebody. Or I'm going to go try and get fisted. And that's what I'm waiting to find out with his call. That's what I'm wondering, too. I wonder how many pina coladas he imbibed first before getting fisted. Or, being, or, or know, fisting. You, like I said, you wake up first thing in the morning, you think today's the fisting day. And then you just plan out, okay, first I'm going to go get like eight pina coladas. <laughs> And then we'll see where it goes from there. It's the only way to loosen my sphincter. Pina coladas. And poppers. 
just because I can and uh, I have a possibility to do it. Mm, so, and I put the messages on sex boards uh, on the internet and uh, I got some responses. You know what kind of bothers me about this call? Is I always thought Russians sound like Yakov Smirnov. He does kind of sound like Yakov Smirnov. He doesn't though. really. Well, he, he's the same speech pattern. His tone is different because uh, he's the tone that. the tone's different. I just I don't know. I just kind of pictured it to sound more like that, and he sounds more normal, kind of. In know. Soviet Russia, <laughs> fist, uh, <laughs> ass fist, you. I don't know. Yeah, no, I can see Ivan Drago fisting the hell out of Rocky, though. Don't you think so? No, Rocky wouldn't stand for that. The, the American people wouldn't stand for that. In the gay I can see Ivan Drago fisting Rocky. Yakov Smirnov. <laughs> what a country! <laughs> Ow! Uh, first, I, first thing I noticed uh, was that um, young guys like 18, 19 are not so interested in fist fucking. Uh, <laughs> gotta I go older, dude. respond from like old farts, like 30. 32, 35. Wait a minute. Whoa. Wait a second. How old is this? 32, 35. God. Uh, how old is this guy? I don't know, but he's making me feel really old. Really old? Not that I want to get fisted, but I don't, you know. <laughs> but seriously. Not that I even want to fist anybody. But like, but I'm a I'm fucking just old. Saying, I'm, like, like, I'm a fucking senior citizen if a 32-year-old guy is an old guy. I'm just saying, if I was on the internet, you know, I'd, I'd like to think I'm not that old. But this guy must must be like 20. He probably wants to fist another 20-year-old. No, 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 no. I think it's already clear. Because he's saying there's no young guys who want to fist him. Well, it's only old dudes. But he's looking for a young guy. Ideally, he'd want a young guy to fist him. He doesn't right. want a old fart that's 32 years old to fist him. Well, wouldn't you? I don't think 32 is that old personally, actually. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you want like a supple 18 year old fist going in and out of your ass? Rather this guy's than like a, a hairy knuckled, like fucking old guy who's probably married and has a giant wedding ring and a big like college fucking football ring fisting you? Did you see like a, a big ham fist? Like you a know, Vladimir, fucking worker? Vladimir Putin stole that Super Bowl ring from the owner of the Patriots. You hear about that? Yeah, I wasn't even trying to make that connection. But I wonder if he was fisting him. It was made him. in my subconscious. I wonder if he was fisting him and the ring came off, you know, and then he never got it back. That's the rules, isn't it? If the ring comes off while you're being... so you Whatever you have on your hand, a watch, <laughs> a fucking, like, a fancy gold nail tip. If it comes off of my ass, I'm keeping that. It's <laughs> mine now. Anus keepers, losers weepers. <laughs> Uh, I thought that um, it's just for experience and I shouldn't be too picky. Uh, too and picky. I um, went for a guy who was 32 years old and um, we decided to meet. And uh, so the first thing I noticed, <laughs> he had a huge dick. It was definitely more than 8 inches. And uh, but uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. eighteen inches? Mm. No, he's at eight inches. He's, oh, he's eight at inches. eight. 
Got 18 his, inches. His accent's making me excited. His Christ is like Mr. Cox. Fucking Hands. I like how he's just, I screamed like a girl. 18 inches of cock! <laughs> you, you did get inordinately excited about that. I was going to let it go, but yeah. I don't know why. It's a little gay. It was an involuntary response. Uh, I mean, 18 inches is like a horse cock. Horse if cock I saw an 18 inch cock, come on, you'd be excited too. Or I'd be amazed, yeah. Us uh, was my target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we started, I asked him to tell something more about uh, procedure and uh, what should I do to avoid. It sounds to clinical. Harm him. And Wait, no, 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 you got to rewind this now. You just <laughs> talked over what should I do to avoid what? Harm erection? Oh, no, he was asking him, he said, before we get started, because he's never fit, he must be fisting the guy. He said, what let's talk about the we procedure. We still haven't figured that out. I thought he was getting fisted. No, no, he's he fisting, fisting the, the guy. Because he this said, is "Such a bizarre." I, you think you know gay people, right? You have gay friends, gay brother. You have a gay brother, <laughs> yeah. and you think you know what goes on, but then you're just like, "I really don't." It's so bizarre. Well, the fist- you just go on the internet. You, you you're thinking about fisting. You want to do it, and you go on the internet, and in like an hour, you're fisting some 32 year old guy. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You know. <laughs> You know, if I wanted to fist a woman, how long it would take me to get to that point? You would have to, like, probably join FetLife and and then meet somebody, then groom the girl into it or interview her and then, like, talk about it. Marry her and have several children <laughs> grow old together. <laughs> and she's on her deathbed. And now she's finally like, I know you wanted this. Oh, okay, fist me. I'm about to die. And you're just like, all right, hell, <laughs> why yeah, not? Finally. <laughs> so anyway, he's he's talking to this guy about the procedure because he doesn't want to harm him, which is a consideration when it comes to fisting, I imagine. He could probably give birth with his ass and uh, it's difficult to harm him. Uh, so I will not go to, into details, uh, but I just uh, I will just say that at the end, uh, I uh, managed to shove both of my hands into his ass up to my elbow. Jesus Christ! That was pretty amazing. And if you have ever had anal sex, you would understand me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Both of his arms to the elbow. That's not how a human asshole is supposed to work. That that is beyond insane. He said, "If you've ever had <laughs> anal sex, it's amazing." What you're, vi- you're violating the warranty when you have two <laughs> arms in your asshole up to the elbow. Like you can't go back and be like, "Yeah, my asshole's all fu- fucked up. What happened?" Well, sir, <laughs> clearly you're not supposed to have another man shove both of his arms up, up to, the, to elbow, the elbow up in your asshole. God. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't even understand this. Like, I don't even know that was possible. It, it, and it's, it brings a new meaning to the term double fisting. hey <laughs> oh, too easy. It makes me wonder, it, but then I had to. What else this guy has shoved in his ass to be able to accommodate that? What hasn't he shoved? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like God. a traffic cone, <laughs> bowling pin, like just <laughs> bowling pin. That's amateur shit. <laughs> An entire puppy, uh, a fucking yeah, corgi. It's, it's very impressive. I couldn't manage even some dicks, uh, not to mention hands. Uh, one more thing which amazed me: it was when I shoved my hand 
up to his ass uh, further than my elbow, like 10 centimeters further, uh, I could feel his heartbeat with my hands, uh, with my <laughs> fingers. Um, that it's I almost just very... vomited. <laughs> the dude shoved his arm so far up this dude's ass that he could feel his heartbeat with his fingers. Well, I mean, you can grab somebody's wrist and feel their pulse, but it still is disturbing. Is that how, like, uh, gay EMTs take pulses? Because I'm not passing out in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) We got to be sure. We got to make sure it's still beating. I don't trust his wrist. I can't believe there's been no discussion of lubricants. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, this had to be. But this guy seems to be like the ass master. Like he still can drip need, anything up in, you know, still I mean, that's, it's probably, it doesn't even bear describing because he just assumes that, yes, obviously there's lubricant. I, I like his, uh, his demeanor here when he's recounting this tale. It's like he's like talking about the, the miracle of life. I got to feel his heart beating in my fingers. <laughs> I mean, that implies that he's very, he seems very non-emotional about it. He's just clinically describing this yeah i i it's amazing feeling uh it was great so that was my story wait wait okay uh, stop it again I... stop it again <laughs> stop it again it's <laughs> great was this guy jack do you jack off as you have a fist up the guy's ass why I, is it great i don't seem know that great i, I don't understand your arm it, like... dude's ass. even if you're into dudes it doesn't seem that great or I'm into women, and I don't really women, want to have like my hand. But... Like I don't enjoy fingering women in and of itself. It's because it's like I'm into the. Maybe it. Maybe I do like fingering. Like, women. I, what I, I don't wondered, know. Though, maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe well, no, well, that's like your. That's foreplay. But what I'm. Would wondering... you like fingering a woman if you weren't going to come, and you weren't even thinking about like okay later I'm going to think about fingering her or masturbate? Would you just enjoy just fingering a woman just for the pure like I fingered her? That was awesome. It was really fun to finger that girl that I is really attractive. When I was like 15, yes, I would. But no, not but at my, at my When age, you were 15, no. you immediately went home and jacked off. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So that, yeah. But what if you just weren't you ever even going to jack off? You're just like, I like that girl. I find her very hot and I like her personality. And I'm going to go finger her and that's that. Yeah, no, I mean, but that, that's the same thing. It's like this guy, there had to have been some sex involved or something. Because the guy probably got off and this is like. Blowjob during the sex or, or blowjob, or maybe or, you maybe you have your fist up his ass and then he's beating you off with his hands. It's a hell of a reach around. <laughs> Not sure if I'm gonna repeat this experiment, but I it's an experiment. I had it. Uh, so keep it sick, keep it strong. Bye, guys. That was great. That guy's a part. You know, you, did you notice he didn't stutter? He wasn't like reading it off a cue card. He just had a story to tell, and he told it. No, I mean this is an incredible story. When I first read, it, I was like, "God, this is one of the most disturbing things I've heard." Mark Twain, that guy. But you know, you know when uh, they make a lot of these movies, like a young Indiana Jones and a and a young Sherlock Holmes and a young this guy's like a young Joseph Mengla. You know, it's like doing experiments on humans. Like, I wonder if I could fit my arm up to the shoulder up someone's fucking asshole. I don't know if you should compare this guy to Mengele. Dude, this is so weird. He, he's he's speaking guy, about it clinically, unemotionally. He put out an ad and the guy responded saying, yes, I'd love to have a young dude's fist up my asshole. 
And like okay. you're comparing that to Jews who are involuntary experimented upon, like, like you know they fucking injected mercury into their eyeball. You're comparing to those Jews to some guy who's like, oh man, a young kid wants to shove his fist up my ass. That's my favorite thing. Whoopee! Well, okay, no, I'm just saying the way he's describing it in like such lurid detail but clinically <laughs> okay. though and unemotionally it's just like i, I don't think i will repeat Maybe this a young experiment again it, it, it's so bizarre like what would you do if i told you the other day you know how like sometimes i'll tell you about like oh, i fucked this girl last night and she was really hot yeah. blah blah, blah. Fascinating. But if, instead i was telling you like so dude i met this girl the other night and, uh, <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute wait let, let me break the monologue here when you tell me that you had sex with a girl and she's like, you fucked her missionary? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> but if you t- the next time you have two, your, both of your arms up a girl's asshole to the elbow, now I'm interested. Yeah, but I'm saying you're interested. But wouldn't you be like, Jesus Christ, dude? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Are you, is I that your thing? Know, you know, I'd want to know, like, how, how did it lead up to that? <laughs> did I, she I, seem like she was enjoying herself? And then I'd be like, was she giving you a hand job? <laughs> Or did I she could, just beat off? Wackerly, I could feel her heart beating on my fingertips. <laughs> All right, that part was kind of mangalish. You're right. I forgot about that. Uh, very but unbelievable. Unbelievable. I didn't know that assholes were capable of fitting that much arm in them, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at that point, I would be curious to know what other household objects I could shove in there. Wouldn't you? I mean, how many things are as big as both of your arms? I mean, I bet this guy isn't even allowed to go inside an Ikea. Like, they're just like, dude, you've been (laughs) in here before. Get out. You soiled everything. (laughs) You stole everything. (laughs) Soiled. Oh, yes. What are you saying? Like, once it's been in there, it's it's yours? (laughs) I mean... You can put stuff in your pockets, and then the store private detective says, oh, sir, sir, as you walk out the door, like, could you come over here? I need to check your pockets. We think you ripped something off. And you're like, no, there's nothing in my pockets. There's nothing in my socks. There's nothing underneath my hat. Like, how far do you want to go with this? Meanwhile, you've got, like, 37 items up your asshole. <laughs> you're like the world's best shoplifter. It's like a Batman villain. God. Nobody beats him. Terrible. Anyway, that was one of the best calls I've heard in a long time. Thank you, Russian long time. Uh, Mengele, for calling in. That was great. <laughs> He's not Mengele. Your Jewish relatives are turning in their graves because some young Russian guy pleasured another man, and you're comparing him to Joseph Mengele? I'm just saying it's it's twisted and it's a bit weird. That's that's how I'm that's, – that's the analogy. I think you're gay-shaming this guy. You're gay-shaming both of them. <laughs> I don't think Jeffrey would, Jeffrey would approve. All right. Well, then what Jeffrey's would you say? Young jacking off right now. Listen to this. Like, well, holy shit. Well, how would you I describe it? the show is so erotic. Like young uh, Liberace or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Tickling the ivories. <laughs> what are the, I don't even know what the ivories are in this situation, but it's still funny. Tickling the uh, cilia. It would have made that movie with Matt Damon that just came out and Michael Douglas a bit more interesting if there were two arms shoved inside Liberace's asshole. Wait, there weren't? I still haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I'm not going to watch it now. I thought there was. Anyway, people call Singer on Hotline 206-666-3846. We are totally out of time. Um, yes. Going to get to these emails next week. We got some good emails, though. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. We say this every week, but we mean it. I'm being sincere here. 
You actually do help the show out when you give us a, when you give us a rating and you give us a, a, a good comment. I like the good comments. I'm going to start reading the comments. And I, I'm being honest here. I'm going to start reading the comments next week. But, uh, yeah, go, go, to, go do a search in the, the podcast store, the iTunes podcast store for Sick and Wrong. And then subscribe and rate and listen. And, uh, yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, for me and Wackerly, it's as pleasurable as having two arms being shoved inside our assholes. God, that's <laughs> disgusting. Um, sick and Wrong t-shirts. Once again. Gay shame. It's fine Gay if shame. that's what you're into. Okay, whatever blows your dress up. And I understand this guy wanted to experiment. Whatever under- fists your ass in. <laughs> <laughs> whatever crushes your fucking sphincter. Yeah. Just do it. Um, people go to the Sick and Wrong. Uh, go to the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, SickandWrongPodcast.com slash store. You can support the show by buying some Sick and Wrong apparel. I don't know if you noticed, Wackley, but I posted on Facebook the new Sikranon t-shirt I made that's not only available through Cafe Press. Very basic design, but I think it's something Bob Madigan would have liked. Sikranon. It's the only shirt I will probably ever wear in public because <laughs> people just be like, what's that? And I'll be like, I don't know. No one would know except for even like I think uh, new fans wouldn't even know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's Sikranon in pink writing. On a gray shirt, and it's available through the Cafe Press store. But you can go to sickerongpodcast.com slash store, and uh, you can go buy the uh, Cheap Trick Sick and Wrong Tea, or you can go buy some other stuff um, on the Cafe Press store, because there's a link over there. Uh, we also have a new shirt coming out. I'm trying to get it out this summer. Working with a guy right now, a listener who's helping me design it. Should be coming out soon. So, um, yeah, a lot of Sick and Wrong clothing. Sick and Wrong outfitters. We're going to outfit our listeners with Sick and Wrong stuff. Uh, in the future. Finally here, Sing Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Morgan. Morgan writes, I bet Wackily listens to this when he makes sweet love to himself. I don't make sweet love. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, to he myself. said to yourself. <laughs> Just whispering loving messages to my penis. And he has like his scented candles lit. Um, I don't know if this is the song you listen to. I hope not, actually. I, it's, a, it's a song called John Wayne Gacy Jr., by oh. Sufi John Stevens. You ever heard this guy, Sufi John Stevens? Sufi Jin? I don't even know how to say his name. Yeah, it's Cat Stevens. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. He converted to Islam, and that's now his name. No, that Cat Stevens is... Uh, Yusuf Islam? Yusuf, yeah, this guy is Suf John. Suf John. I think it's the same. I think he changed his name twice. No, this is a kid. This is like a kid from Detroit. You ever oh. heard of this guy? He's uh, on his no, 2000, on his 2005 album Illinois, Detroit-born indie singer Suf John Stevens. You're right. Not Sufi John. It's Suf John. Uh, right. Pays tribute to the best and worst of the 21st state. It's Illinois. The fourth track's titled John Wayne Gacy Jr. and it's a melancholy tune that visits the life of uh, probably the most uh, infamous uh, serial killers in Chicago, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Uh, the song begins with lyrics: His father was a drinker. And his mother cried in bed, folding John Wayne's T-shirts when the swing set hit his head. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this is an incident that actually did happen. And uh, the future serial killer said he was hit on the head by a swing and the injury caused a blood clot in Gacy's brain, which went untreated until he was 16. Is that Um, also what caused him to become a big fat fuck? Yeah, he's (laughs) probably. And to uh, murder little boys and then hide them in his crawl space. 
Yeah, well, don't forget about fucking him. <laughs> oh yeah, he fu- he also fucked them too. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> he didn't just like uh, do a little clown dance for them. He actually stuck his dick inside their rectums. So yeah, he uh, he was an awful man, that John Gacy. But this guy I felt like that to make uh, children happy. Yeah, but this Suf John Stevens felt that uh, he was a good subject for a song. So I'm not sure if Wackley listens to this song. Probably not because he's never heard it before. But maybe, no, I listened to Do You Feel Like Making Love by... Uh, bad Company? Yeah, Bad Company. Because <laughs> it's got that beat. It's like, dun, 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 and I'm just pounding to the beat. like making... Just pounding on my cock like that now. I got to try that because I usually do Rock Lobster. Just weird. No. You don't want to hear that Fred guy's fucking voice. I know. It's, sometimes I lose it. Sometimes I'll just totally lose it because I'll get so into the song and then I'll just be like, where's my boner? You know. What's that Fred guy's name? Fred, Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider. Yeah, Rock Lobster. Not it's, it's erotic. Weird. Even though I thought Kate Pearson's really hot back in the day. Anyway. Both the girls are hot. Yeah, both the chicks are hot. And uh, that song just, I don't think, is conducive to masturbating. <laughs> Nor do I think this song is either. <laughs> are but, you attracted to lobsters? Well, you know, my dick's hard and it's kind of red because I've been jacking off for hours. So I thought <laughs> oh, oh, your lobster. dick is the rock lobster. That's what I'm saying, you <laughs> the know. The rock hard lobster. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Anyway, that we got to get out of here. Uh, thank you, Morgan, for sending this show. We're going to end the show here with John Wayne Gacy Jr. by Suf John Stevens. No relation at all to Cat Stevens. I have no idea what Wackley was talking about. I always thought, because it's kind of like an Islamic name with Stevens, and I, I, you're right, I was confused. Cat yeah. Stevens' <laughs> Islamic name is Yusuf Islam. Yusuf Islam, yeah. Anyway, people will be back next week with episode uh, 387. Until then, take a sleep. A good night. a drinker and his mother cried in bed folding John Wayne's t-shirts when the swing set hit his head the neighbors they adored him for his humor Underneath the house there Find the few living things Riding fast in their sleep All the dead Twenty-seven people Even more, they were boys With their cars, summer jobs Oh my God
with a slight of his hand, running far, running fast to the dead. He took off all their clothes for them. He put a cloth on their lips, quiet hands, quiet kiss on the moon. Here. 